listening to Sports Radio Detroit. To Grave Discussions, episode number nine. I am your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, Samael. And today is uh, actually a very special episode for a couple of reasons. For one, uh, we're going to be focusing today's episode on none other than what I would consider to be probably the last great like horror franchise that really changed the, the genre. Agreed. Scream. Yes. So many, so many like teen, teeny slasher movies yeah. came out after that. They were trying yeah. to bring back that who done it. Like, yeah. I know what you did last summer. Then we had uh, Urban Ch- Legend, Urban Legend, Cherry Falls, right? Yeah, Cherry Falls. Was Cherry awesome. Falls was good. That was so good. A lot of Im- it did for this generation what Michael Myers did for eighty slashers. I would, I would agree with that for sure. And it spawned like a bunch of these like comedy spinoffs mm-hmm. with like these meta meta movies, like yeah. scary movie. Yeah, exactly. Like these super conscious films that yeah. kind of point out all the cliches in, in right. the Scream movies. And then uh, I think Scream contributed to the whole success of the Scary Movie franchise because oh, they yeah. started off with that and then they're like, yo, that was such a good movie. Let's do this with other movies too. And then they just continue that whole thing. Right. And we also have none other than... Mr. Sports Radio Detroit himself, yes. Roger Castillo. I'm, I'm just a dude like anybody else. Um, but uh, you guys were talking about Scream, yeah. and um, did you guys, when you first saw it, were your expectations high because of the Wes Craven name that came to it? That was that was something that my older brother and I have talked about mm-hmm. before, where his name is on it, so you expect a certain level of fright, yeah. a certain level of quality, but this oh, is yeah. the 90s, and this is something where he was the king of the 80s, mm-hmm. but... Could he translate over the nineties? I think definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Just with what he showed us with Scream. However, um, I don't even think I knew that it was Wes Craven the first time I saw Scream because I just knew the name, you know. My so I just I was just watched my si- it. <laughs> my sister Betty told me like because uh, she's like, oh, that's the uh, same guy who made Freddy Krueger. You want to watch this uh, movie? <laughs> and then she showed me like the ghost face, and she would take me to Shoppers World yeah. where they had all the masks and the bloody ghost face masks yeah. and that whole trend. And I was just like. All right, you know I can watch this movie. But funny thing is, I didn't watch that movie first. I was about six years old in mm-hmm. two thousand, and uh, I watched Scary Movie first. So I was like, oh. "All right, now let me watch Scream." And once I watched Scream, I was like, "All right, let's see what's gonna happen." I was like, and I was telling my sister, I was like, "The two guys in the end are killers because they're gay." Because that's what happened what, on Scary Movies, like Bobby and uh, I forgot Ray, Bobby and yeah, Ray. They were yeah. they were in that whole thing. So I was I was six years old, you know. I didn't I I didn't know what satire was, you know. So I was just like, "All right." And now I know what's going to happen in this movie. But uh, firsthand, I knew automatically Billy Loomis was one of the killers because he had that douchey look, you know, like the... Yeah. He had, like, the slicked no, hair, like, the, yeah. parted down the middle, like Mr. Federico. You remember him? Yeah. The art teacher? But he was, like, trying to be innocent, like, oh, no, you know, I didn't do it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like, she had her whole little... Her famous spaz in the hallway. Yeah. I'm sorry if my imperfect existence is your perfect life. And then she did that yeah. little it's running just, away. It's just so stereotypical, parody. but like yeah. on purpose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love about it. Like it introduced so many of these like conventions and stuff. But yeah, I had no idea it was even Wes Craven. I think when I first saw it, I was just like, okay, I known about this movie for a long time. I have to watch it. And then I watched it and I realized how good it was. And then I knew it was Wes Craven. So I didn't, I had like the opposite you know, reality going into it. Yeah. So when I was tiny, uh, when like Scream Two and Three came out, like I went to go see every Scream after one in theaters because I was like, all right, mm. that's pretty cool. So I'm in there. I'm like an eight year old with my dad watching yeah. people get cut up into pieces. It was great, man. Like a lot of good memories with Scream, and yeah. like it's not just the nostalgia factor for this movie. It's even for this time and its time. It is great, and it's highly, highly influential for this decade of slashers. I agree. But we're going to go more in depth on Scream yes. in our main segment. Right now, we like to start off with some of the horror news that has been circulating the internet. So, um, I pulled up a couple 
and you I'd like to talk about them. But basically, look, scary stories to tell in the dark. You remember scary stories to tell in the dark? We were kids, like when that was out. Yeah, I read all those books at my library, yeah. and I every time it came in, I was I was reading them all the way through, and they were just taking classic uh, fables a little bit and put it into a book. But yeah, I'm really excited about this, and it was to the point where I remember those books being taken off the shelves mm-hmm. a little bit because they were so quote unquote scary. I was terrified by them yeah. when I was a kid, so I mean it made makes sense to me. One thing I'm worried about that I'm seeing right now is CBS Films is distributing the film. Via Lionsgate, and we know what happens yeah. when great things get into the hands <laughs> of the Hollywood demon. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I don't know who else would you expect to you know put that out because I, I don't see any independent studio doing something like this because they're mostly focused on original films. But I am excited because I've always wanted to see that adapted. I just want them to capture that same like creepy, you know, factor that the books had. Like, I don't know what it was about them. I think it was the artwork. The artwork, and also, yeah. it was just bare bones. You know, it wasn't yeah. too... It left you. It left us a lot to the, your imagination. That mm-hmm. I, That's what I liked about those books. Yeah. I remember one story specifically. Um, actually, I'm not sure if it was in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, but I think so. But it's a story of this guy who f- falls in love with this girl, and they eventually, like, get married and everything. But she's always wearing this scarf, this yellow scarf. You remember that story? Yeah, that... That, that story was in there, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. It, okay, it was, yeah. so, and, like, you know, I was reading it, and I was like, okay, this is whatever, kind of weird, but, and then at the end, he, like, takes it off, and her head falls off, I was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my mind was fucking blown as a child, I was, like, terrified, I was like, oh my god, what if my mom's wearing a scarf, and I try to take the scarf off for her, and her head falls off, like, ah. It sounded like so plain Jane, and then you get to that yeah. part, you're literally, it felt like you're your balls dropped or something because it's just like, I mean, it's just it, like it felt like you were like oh that's reality shit that's yeah. when I became a man when I saw that I scene. mean yeah for real I had my 15 year old voice at 7 yeah. so I'm really excited about this one because not only is it a scary story to tell in the dark movie but it's Guillermo del Toro doing it and I'm not sure I think he's directing it so that makes me excited because he's super creative so I already have confidence in this movie because I know that whatever he thinks of, it's just going to be crazy, you know? Not even really like the books. Like, I feel like it's going to have a little bit dip- different of a feel to the books, but his movies are so, like, creepy just naturally. So, yeah. I'm, oh, he's I'm producing. That okay, that's cool, too, because, yeah. I mean, even with that, like, he'll be able to give his vision, you know? This this I'm very excited about. Yeah, check this why out, not? Roger. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. Guys, I, I don't know if you guys know about my nostalgia thing. I, sometimes I think nostalgia's fine. It should stay as nostalgia. Yeah. But reboot, re- reboots, I think... This is a show, first of all, that everybody forgets that it was... Every time I talk about this show, it was produced in Canada. Yeah. And yeah. it definitely, like, it was it, it was a thing at the time. And it had some scary moments, but it was part of that Nickelodeon... Exactly. They're bringing everything back in that period of time. And I think... Yeah. I, I think it's going to be like Goosebumps, where it's going to yeah. be more... I don't think it's going to be around scary. It's going to be... It's like gonna, goofy, kind of? Yeah, goofy. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to see any appearances of the original cast. I know the blonde was in... She was in a lot of different things. She was in... Um, I can't think of the... I think I know who you're talking yeah. about, though. She was, yeah. in a lot, she was in a lot of different movies after that. Um, but the original, the guy who was kind of the head of it, I've never seen him in anything since. So I'm wondering if they're going to have some sort of cameo. They're just going to completely reboot it and completely forget that it even exists. But I mean, in Goosebumps, they didn't really have any cameos or anything either. Yeah, that's true. But, but it was uh, the, it was a car- it was a more like not cartoon, but more it was a show yeah. on like the CW or wasn't it or something like that or WB? Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. yeah something so like that. I'm a I don't know what to say because like I really hope they're not ch- trying to like. I mean, think about it. If they bring it back, they're going to change it a lot because it actually has to be scary. Because you ever sit down yeah. and watch Are You Afraid of the Dark now? I mean... It's not, you know... Yeah. Right, look at this, though. We're going to celebrate that um, with this movie and honor the darker, scarier tone of the show. Uh, so, well, I mean, hopefully. I don't know. Then it's not Are You Afraid of the Dark. Then it's something else because Are You Afraid of the Dark is something completely different in my yeah. eyes. I, got the, I just yeah. bought the first two seasons off of eBay. It's like... It's and like, I was watching them and I was just like... I wasn't sitting here in the dark with the covers over my head like, oh, yeah, you were like, oh, this is I'm, awesome. I'm just like, yeah. ah, look at how they were dressed. Yeah. Ah, look, look at the camera angles that they're using. What, what kind of camera is that? I got one of those in my closet. Like, it was just, it just had that feel, man. It's all nostalgia. It wasn't like good writing or anything. Or it was just yeah. some stuff that you're six years old. You come home from school. It's five thirty in the afternoon. Right. You just got done scarfing down nuggets because that's what you had for lunch. 
At least that's what I had because I was a fat kid. And then you sit down, you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark in the fall when the sun's kind of down and it's kind of not. And you're scared because you don't know what bad acting is because you're six. Everything you see, everything you see then is great. Like, I I watched some of the shit I watched when I was six and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. We had absolutely like no taste in anything. Like, whatever you saw, you're like, wow, that's great. I saw this towards the tail end in my beginning of high school. So that my impression of the show was it was just their way of trying to get to that preteen audience, you know, but yeah. I, I never, I just thought they took urban legend stories, rehashed them a little bit yeah. and put their story to it. Their but, PG you know. twist to it. Yeah, like, the PG, exactly. Because usually it's like, some guy got his throat cut and he was uh, hanging off the tree and his right. hands were bouncing off the hood of the car and then in, Are You Afraid of the Dark was like, the ghost moves the tree branch and tickles your car. <laughs> like, it's like, oh my God, I mean, let's get out of here. Sometimes I can appreciate that though because yeah. it like gives you that horror element, but for a kid... So you're able to kind of put oh, yeah. yourself in those shoes. Like, you know, um, that's why I kind of like that. It reminds me of Erie, Indiana. If you know, if you ever watched yeah, the show, yeah, 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 I have. Yeah. It has that same feel. Okay. Like it had a kind of sense of humor, but Erie, Indiana was a little more darker yeah, than Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, Big time. it was for sure. I, I yeah, I liked pretty much all those shows though because it was like a variety of horror, which I was into that. You know, creativity. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, hopefully, it's good. I hope. I hope it's not super tacky. Yeah. The next thing we have to talk about, though, is something actually sad. As soon as I started watching it. Why? Why? Yeah. Ash versus Evil Dead, unfortunately, has been canceled. No. I know you just started watching it. Um, Roger, I don't know if you've ever seen the show, but... I had stars till the la- just this last season, okay. and I watched uh, a couple episodes of the first season. Yeah. And stars really pushed it. They pushed yeah. there was every commercial during every movie, like towards the end of the credits, had this movie, yeah. or had the show played... It's unfortunate, but it's. I think maybe if it was on HBO, oh yeah, it would have been structured a little listen, differently. Yeah. You know? Listen, we've we've actually kind of talked about this before already, um, but now with the cancellation, I felt like it was deserving of a new spot. But um, you know, Stars like as a company, I don't know. Look at their track record with like all their shows. It is it is not very good. I mean, cause and who really has Stars? Exactly. Like, like do, the majority of people, we have that. Either the Comcast box with channels yeah. one through a hundred, or AT and T, where yo, I don't have we're, that channel, and I'm not gonna pay another sixty dollars a month because I gotta right. pay my gas bill, otherwise I can't cook on my stove, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah, we're at this like age where cable cutting is now like so prevalent. Um, like I definitely don't have cable anymore. I'm, I'll admit that I just watch my Fire Stick. Oh man, I um, and that's how it is, you know. But like, I'm my, like a crackhead with it. I have you know, everything. My my parents <laughs> don't like it as much though, so like they actually have a cable package same yeah you know so like they have all the premium channels so that's how i get stars so it's easy for me living in america but like stars as an app is not really available anywhere else that is you know if you buy a sharp roku tv and mm-hmm. it's 65 inches it comes on there as like eh. oh like pre-installed yeah, like, like, or like it comes on like, like, yeah, it comes a button. yeah it's like it's a button that's on there for, for buying a roku we'll, yeah. we'll give you stars yeah, this is our compensation like that's cool and the thing about <laughs> the thing about stars too is like we were talking about not relatively available either. Yeah, it gets buried on the fact that you have HBO and Showtime who've already have right. a library of already this quality way product, better, yeah, yeah. way better show yeah. shows out there. And so stars also is not very patient either. They don't seem like they allow these shows to yeah. grow. And so you talk about cable cutting or cord cutting. Yeah. That's something that unless Comcast does a really good deal, mm-hmm. we're kind of I'm going to cut the cord here soon oh, yeah. myself because I only watch. Really, five channels. That's it. Right. Same. And, and you can just you can just stream those. You, you ever look at the free movies? I'm not trying to watch When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> or uh, Shawshank Redemption for like 80th millionth time. That's yeah. What it's on. Yeah. Christ. Like, no. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I just think they messed that up big like, time. Like they already started the petition for Azure's Evil Dead, though. They want Netflix solely to yeah. pick it up. Which I would but be happy. Look, with. What Bruce already said big props to fans for the effort, but I'm retired as Ash. Yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, he was on. Yeah. He, I don't know if you guys watched Burn Notice, but he did a really good... He's oh, done, yeah, he, he He's a great, fantastic yeah. character actor, and yeah. he should be recognized for other works, too, like uh, The mm-hmm. Adventures of Frisco County. Um, and that show he used to do at the Western was on Fox. Oh, really, in the, like, he did a Western show in the early 90s. That was his first like role outside of that, and yeah. he's always done good work, and mm-hmm. so hopefully I mean, that, that's unfortunate for all horror fans. He has to retire yeah. with Ash. I think it's like... Uh, like uh, when you ask Led Zeppelin to play Stairway to Heaven, that's him playing Ash. Ash. It's yeah, he just yeah. it's like no man, come on. I mean, he was like the, char- the character of Ash Williams and the Evil Dead 
as like a movie, you know, um, really was like the first thing to inspire me to go like really hard into the, the filmmaking business and, and the horror genre. Oh, yeah. So it's really special to me. So I love the show. Um, it's a, so to see it go really sucks, but there, there are other companies I feel like out there who can appreciate it. So I hope that, you know, a studio like Netflix would pick it up and still be able to do it justice. Cause you don't need to have Ash. Like, I don't want to give a spoiler, but there's a character in the show that can definitely like take over like his spot sort of, um, or shit, bring the good, the girl from evil dead, the remake back. And you can have her, Mia, like, she can be the, the main character, you know? Because I think that would be dope. Yeah. To have, like, a female Ash would be cool, Because you know? that's what they tried with the uh, with the remake. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. she stuck the chainsaw in her head mm-hmm. and started going, ah, And then he showed up, and then he he showed up, up at the end and said, groovy. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Because they were expecting, like, a crossover, but that's probably not happening I'm now. I'm still cool with, like, I want him to, like, if there's any new Evil Dead stuff, make some cameos, but, like, if, yeah. I think he should just chill out. Unless there's like they're thinking about like Ash versus Freddy versus Jason like comics right, and right, shit yeah. versus Pinhead versus Michael versus <laughs> Pumpkinhead like all of this yeah no I, I desperate I attempts yeah so um what's this I don't know so anyway like for Ash versus Evil Dead I'll leave my final point that I'm sad to see it go but I hope that it comes back and stays because the franchise is just so iconic um, but we are actually gonna move on now to our next segment. Our terrifying trailer of the week. <laughs> and so today's uh, trailer, I actually just found this totally randomly, but I saw that it was um, done by IFC Midnight. And, you know, if you're familiar with their like horror films, I think they have a lot of like, excellent horror films out. So I pretty much just saw that and was like, oh, this is this sounds cool. Um, so we're going to check out this trailer for a movie called Feral. This is my sight read to no premise, just watch this. Yeah, right? I've never I've never seen it. And apparently it's opening in theaters and on VOD May twenty fifth. So that's close. Um, we'll check it out and we'll give our thoughts. Um, and as always you can kinda watch it along with us by opening up the video and you can hear our thoughts. So here we go. I'm really glad you came. Me too. So how did you two meet anyway? That's radical. So what were you doing with that dog? <laughs> For cheap sex. And I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Hermione? Oh, what the fuck? Oh. New monster movie? So you got attacked by a wild animal. When it comes back, somebody needs to hike back and get some help. Nearest human being 50 miles away. Sunset. They will be back. They all will. Yeah. I like the cliche. He looks like attacked by wild animal. Nope, it's yeah. a monster. Like, yeah. No, they, they automatically threw the cheap sex part in, and they wasted no time yeah. for that in there. Yeah, they, that's how they get attention. Because as soon as people hear that, well, I could be yeah. like, all right, so there was a Japanese cu- couple having sex, and they were just like, tong tai down, tong down, and I could go through a whole paragraph, and you'll just keep listening because I'm talking about sex, and I'm not right. going to tell you what it is, but you'll still listen. Yeah. Right? So that, a, But, you know, I, I feel like that has that nostalgic like factor. And it's it yeah, feels like it's got that structure too already, you know. But kind of like a new movie. I don't know if that makes sense. It has all the cliches, so yeah. So uh, let's continue watching it, and we'll give our thoughts. You don't understand what's coming. You have no idea. I'm scared. Me too. I don't want to die. It lies dormant in the daytime, but at night huh. the virus wakes. Oh. So, right, this is a, right. what is this, like a 28 Days Later type of movie? It seems like that, because you said virus, so I immediately thought zombies. Yeah. You know. All right, we're going to finish it up here and give our final thoughts. You got to put a bullet in her head. She's our friend. Our friend is about to rip us apart. You should listen to me. I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, at least it's like... Wait, a, wait, wait. I see a... Oh, I thought it was a John Lando. Uh, yeah. At least it's like non-apocalyptic zombie movie. Yeah. It's just like... Yeah. I kind of I am interested in it because I, I'm a big zombie movie fan, if you guys didn't know, but... Um, I was. I was until The Walking Dead came along. I still enjoy it when we have actual, like, good zombie movies that come out, but, I mean... What's the last one? I, I really liked uh, Ravenous, the, the brand new one on Netflix. It's a foreign that. movie, so... Oh, well, yeah, yeah. those guys... So it's like, probably going to be good. I always you know? talk about those I think guys, it's French or something, yeah. Those guys will never hesitate to fuck up your psyche. No, <laughs> not at all. So I really, actually really like that one. Yeah, you want to see some couple, shit? Here you go. Yeah, there's been a couple That's others, great. but, like, everything that comes out, obviously, in, like, Hollywood is really just the same thing at this point. Or they try to do something, like, a new idea that's actually pretty stupid <laughs> you know like warm bodies like what the fuck was that oh my god <laughs> that wasn't even a horror movie but like what was that movie like zombie I, don't, I don't get it yeah i, I mean it was zombie land was all right yeah but hey hey too much props right there <laughs> all right let's settle down I, I do i mean like what's that what's that show on netflix with drew barrymore where she's eating people oh santa clarita diet or whatever yeah, santa, yeah, yeah. Like, i like that because it's like a little creativity that yeah. i don't mind but yeah. it just seems like you're right. Lately, this like that just kind of looks like they put every single like a slasher, a zombie movie, yeah, the forest element of a slasher, yeah. and then it's all those elements put but, together. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, usually when you have a zombie movie, it doesn't quite feel like this, like campground isolated yeah, teenagers that's movie. What I thought. It's it's always more of like a like a journey, like a global thing. You know, like even there's this movie called The Battery. They're like going cross country, like to try to survive. You know, there's like Dawn of the Dead and. All those kind of movies. So this is kind of like a different type of zombie movie. So I'm excited for that. I don't know if it's, if it's too cliche, then I don't. Think I, it's I don't know work, if but. a different kind of zombie movie is a good thing because I, I watched a zombie movie a few years ago. I think it was just called The Dead, and the whole zombie yeah. movie was in Af- in like the desert, yeah. like just the desert. That's where the zombie movie took, and it was trash. That's that's kind of stupid because you always got to have that element where like, oh, they find a house, you know, like oh, there's this community or whatever. Like that makes it kind of. More diverse. You know me though. I'm skeptic. I keep the wall up. I don't want to get my heart broken by these yeah. crap movies. No, I I've just I've just taken one too many. I can't anymore. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Um, but I don't know. I'm 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 kind of excited about it. That's me personally. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna. Yeah. We can talk about that one. I want to go see it. The, the special effects at least look good. Like the at first practical. I didn't know it was a zombie movie. I thought they yeah. just turned into werewolves. Like oh, he gave him werewolf juice. That's, cool. That's what would happen yeah. if they juice. gave someone werewolves. I don't know. There's a virus. I don't yeah. know. They didn't yeah. specify. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I should stop drinking juice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So that's the terrifying trailer of this particular episode. We are now going to talk about something that has really impressed us recently. Um, Welcome to the cult corner. Yes. So this week's cult corner is about this little old movie from 1988 called Scarecrows. This movie is great. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say my rating right now, and then I'll, you know, explain All how right. I, 10 out of 10. Like, you know why? Like, just the atmosphere got me. And, and yeah. like, just the scarecrows just breathing, mm-hmm. but you never actually see them move around until, like, about at the beginning of the film, and then about, like, I would say halfway through the film. Yeah. But I don't know, man. All in all, this this was great. What was your initial take on it when we saw this? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah? Yeah. At so, first, I wasn't quite sure, but then once I saw, like, the unique, like, cinematography, you know, all those, like, close-up shots, just static shots for, like, ten seconds long of these scarecrows just, like, on the thing, and, you know, you're not sure if they're breathing or not, or and it's just, just the wind. really creepy, yeah. Um, so I really liked that. And even the characters were kind of interesting. Like, there's yeah. some, there's some stuff that happens that you wouldn't actually expect in a movie like this. Yeah, there's just, know? like, a bunch of mercenary army men. They stole, like, $500,000. Mm-hmm. One of them jumped out of, out of the plane that they were running away with. They kidnapped a pilot and his daughter. One of the guys jumped out of the plane with the money, and he landed on an island. Yeah. An island that has no stars, yeah. no moon, no clouds, and it's just nighttime. Yeah. And there's just corn everywhere, and there's one little house. Mm-hmm. So these guys jump out after him. They're like, hey, where you at? He starts hearing voices. So we're like mm-hmm. automatically thinking like, all right, these must be the, the scarecrows. The voices of his like allies. Yeah. We're like, at first, we're like, yo, could be their voices. 
But then we see they're on the other end of the map talking to him through a walkie-talkie, and we hear him shooting, and mm-hmm. they're on the other side of the map, even though you hear their voices next to him. And then you see that little contraption down there by the scarecrows, yeah, and you're like, weird, like, you're like, what is going on? Did somebody set these guys up? Is this supernatural? And you really don't know yeah. until the first guy that dies. What was his name? Um, was it, it wasn't Bert. Bert, Bert I, I, yeah, it was Bert. Yeah. Bert. <laughs> and then uh, he, he ends up getting stabbed by a scarecrow. The mm-hmm. money's scattered everywhere. So they get back to the shed, and then he goes back there. They grab him, start beating the shit out of him, interrogating him, and he's just lifeless. He's not reacting to anything. He's just getting his ass whooped. Mm -hmm. And then, like, one guy goes in there by himself, and he was going to, I guess, take it to the next level. And then Bert opened his shirt, and he had, like, a slice from his chest all the way down to his stomach. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, the the first, like, jump of the movie where you're like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. You get to see that, that zombified... Deadite type yeah. character, like that was great. I agree completely. Um, I was super impressed by it. It just it didn't feel like any other '80s movie, you know. Like it was one of those really unique '80s horror films because it took this like seemingly simple concept and just amplified it like a thousandfold because of the cinematography, those creepy close-up shots, the dark atmosphere. Um, all the practical effects were awesome. And it was, like, actually way more gory and, like, brutal than I thought it would be. Oh, my God. When uh, when they cut his head off. Yeah. And then they stuck the machete in his neck hole and started cutting up yeah. through his chest. And it was yeah. all practical was effects. Gross. And it was, like, super realistic, yeah. too. Have you ever seen it, Roger? No. But I, I've i heard of... Um, the only reason I've heard of it is because there was an episode of Supernatural, mm-hmm. and one of the fan oh. uh, one of the fan pages mentioned that that was the basis for that episode. Oh. There was, it was a killer scarecrow. Oh, okay. Wow, cool. Yeah, this was like one of the first actual like relevant scarecrow movies. I don't know if uh, there was something that came before. Before it, this was that uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight Scarecrow. scarecrow. Yeah, I actually just got that on Blu-ray. And then '95 <laughs> was that piece of crap Night of the Scarecrow. I'm not, yeah, know, I'm not gonna discuss that. But yeah. the great thing. <laughs> Go ahead, Roger. No, no, I was just going to say, the, the, it seems like that, that's a genre that should be explored a little more. Yeah, I agree. You know where I think it ended, though, and I was going to talk about this? Jeepers Creepers. Because yeah. I know he's not a scarecrow, but, like, people, like... No, this, like, Jeepers Creepers 2, he, like, basically impersonates one to yeah. steal that kid. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, because you didn't see the movie, obviously, you didn't notice it, but in uh, Scarecrows, uh, when they kill people, they take their body parts... So I thought yeah. that's where Jeepers Creepers got that idea from. It could be the case because it seems like there's always that kind of that like, well, they made it low budget. We, you know, we can make a bigger budget with Jeepers Creepers. So right, oh yeah, totally. They, everybody rips each other off. So hell yeah, that's especially in horror. They see each. Oh man, I forgot how attractive. Yeah, shoes. <laughs> I was I was actually gonna mention um, this scarecrow like iteration is just called Scarecrow, but this is actually one of the uh, more recent ones that I like. And it stars uh, Lacey Chabert. I think that's how you pronounce her name. I don't know. <laughs> she was in uh, Mean Girls and Lost in Space, like a bunch of movies. Transformers. Yeah, she was in. Uh, Ooh, the Lost Tree. Yeah, really? I think she was the main uh, actress in Ginger. She was Snacks. in Robot Chicken and Scooby Doo. I'm done. <laughs> she was. Wait, she was in that remake in of Lost in Space with Matt Dillon or Matt. Um, Yo, she's in Black yeah. Christmas too. The remake. Yeah, yeah, she is. Okay, so she's been in a lot of stuff. Matt LeBlanc, Matt LeBlanc, and Mimi Rogers. That's a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she was. She was, was the, the younger one. Yeah, she was the younger one. Yo, yeah. she was the one in Black Christmas. Billy was spying on her in the shower through like the. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right, right. So That's this is great. this was one of the ones that I kind of liked. It was like a TV movie, but I think for what it was, it was it was pretty good. Like, and it wasn't a normal scarecrow; it was this like supernatural creature. But um, it was obviously CGI. It was like a sci-fi movie, but it was one of the better like sci-fi movies in my opinion. But um, I haven't seen it. Was this like you mean like was this on sci-fi? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay, it was like I think it was done by sci-fi. Sci-fi had a lot of. We need to discuss some of those in the future. Yeah. Like, that's a great idea. It's we need like, to discuss some sci- sci-fi feature yeah. cable films. Like, yeah, they're not like the best things ever. but Some of them are. Yeah, some, some of them are actually really hidden good. Gems in there. And I, like, every time they come on sci-fi, I'm like, oh, this movie, you know? Like, besides, I don't like, watch this uh, movie. besides, remember Death Valley, The Revenge of Bloody Bill? Yeah, yeah that, that sucked. That, that was pretty bad. <laughs> but overall, they're okay. But, I mean, yeah, you know, it was due to... A movie like Scarecrows that that movie even exists oh, basically because yeah. it really was the jumping. I point. agree with Roger. We really got to explore the Scarecrow genre like a little yeah. bit more. I don't know why it stopped because I think it's, I think it, it's like corny to people now because you know no, how corny, kids are corny, 
corny. Uh, oh, uh-huh. oh, shit. Uh-huh. Oh, you see that genius right there? Yeah. Boom. Unintentionally. Accident. Unintentionally. Because <laughs> usually it's not intentional. Yeah. It's always accident. <laughs> Me, I'm smarticle. Uh, you are smarticle. So, that's Scarecrows. We definitely recommend that you yeah. go check it out if you're looking for, like, a good supernatural um, 80s, like, cult movie. But uh, now, speaking of cult films... I would really like to move on to our main yes. segment, Scream. What's your favorite scary movie? So, Scream is just so iconic as a franchise now. But back in like 96, you you know, you weren't really sure going into it because it was just this like masked killer and you've already seen a whole decade to, you know, like 15 years of slasher movies basically. You know, so it felt to me like it was going to be the same kind of thing, but it was actually like so much more than that. And this is a period of time too that it seems like the horror movie genre was kind of like going through a funk. I mean, yeah. you look at the '80s and the the height with the slasher films with Friday the Thirteenth and Freddy, or excuse me, with uh, the Freddy Krueger movies. But then mm-hmm. you had New Nightmare, which was like I think '92, '93, yeah, and. It seemed like it kind of hit a weird wall at the time because they weren't pumping out the sequels like they once were. And Freddy's Dead was like what ninety was that ninety three or ninety one? I can't remember. I when. think it was ninety three. Pretty okay. sure. Yeah. So at that point, memory serves me correctly. So at that point, you kind of go, "Well, where do you go from here?" And that's where I think Scream comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, I just feel like it was such a unique horror film because it basically took everything that was circulating in the horror genre before it and even like during its existence and basically said you know what we're gonna completely expose like the whole genre yeah but we're gonna make a fucking damn good movie out of it as well even though we're talking about it It was like even the character of randy himself yes randy was like my favorite was was the epitome of that like anti like stereotypical horror and, and he knew culture. all the stereoty- he's like don't say i'll be back exactly yeah uh virgin uh in the sequel remember in his, his his death tape yeah, in part yeah. three is like uh in the sequels anyone can die right Etc. Etc. Yeah, he he knew all of that, so, and all the rest of the characters were like your other stereotypical characters. So, Randy was kind of like the Deadpool of the horror movie like genre, basically. He was the you he know? was like the consciousness. Yeah, like, he was like he was the, meta. Yeah, he the only would, difference was he doesn't talk to the screen. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Outside, yeah, outside of doing that fourth wall thing, and yeah, even with in terms of uh, Drew Barrymore, seeing her in a movie where she just kind of mm-hmm. has a bit part. But she plays that character yeah. right, right up to like the oh my god I'm not that stupid the stupid blonde as much as I hate to say that but it's true she, like that. she was basically the what was it, Janet Leigh in Psycho yeah yeah she was basically she that was, uh, which was surprising in that time too I mean Albert Hitchcock was like the first like real you know changer of like horror because he did so much that is like so iconic but I mean Scream basically kind of also was influenced by that too so it's not like it was just its own thing, just, you know, trying to define what horror movies were, you know, in, like, the past ten years or whatever. It was, it was like, something completely different. And I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but some of the fact, fact that I found out later, this was movie was based off true events. Oh, really? Yeah, it was based off the case of the Gainesville Ripper. Holy shit. That's something oh. that I found out when... I know. You got, uh, this was something that was coming out, like... Mm-hmm. I read it on a blog somewhere, and then it was the Gainesville Ripper was a serial killer who killed five students in Gainesville, Florida, and this was in two thousand eight nineteen eighty nine. Oh wow! Triple homicide, uh, a triple homicide in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, huh. and tried to kill his dad in nineteen ninety, and totally confessed wow. to killing eight people. He was sentenced to death in ninety four, and he finally got put a lethal injection in two thousand six. I never actually knew that, and I'm yeah. like a big Scream fan, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's that makes complete sense then because you know, it was a movie of its era too. So it probably knew that, obviously. And it took all the like fears and everything, yeah, of kids who were experiencing that in like that time. And, you know, it was basically about that as well. 
you know, like, the, the like death and murder. The best part about the first scream, though, is <laughs> Billy Loomis had to de-virginize Sydney to yeah. try to kill her. <laughs> yeah. Because we can't kill a virgin. Virgins no, are yeah. survivors. Yeah. And then, even after, she was like, no, fuck you, I'm still the final girl. Yeah. <laughs> she was a badass for that. In every single movie. Yeah. She was <laughs> basically her. the last, like, great final girl, I would say. Uh, Yeah. Except, I mean, maybe that the, the well, chick, main chicken hatchet, but I was I gonna say Laurie so. Strode, but Laurie got killed in Resurrection. Yeah, but that's Halloween you, started way before that's that. That's even if you count, because look, there are two different universes. There's Halloween, yeah. Halloween two, four, five, and six, and that's where it ends. And then there's the yeah. people who count Halloween, <laughs> Halloween two, and Halloween H two O, and that's it. Resurrection, as far as I'm concerned, is non-canon. I would say that universe ended. When he got his head chopped off. There is no... He crushed the paramedic's throat. Because you see in H2O when he gets sent flying through the windshield. He sits up. Like, just like Michael Myers. He gets yeah. hit by a, a van. And he doesn't become immobile till he's pinned between a van and a tree. They were just shark jumping with resurrection. Like, I mentioned this a lot. And uh, I don't know if you guys noticed. Did you guys see the homages in Scream to Michael Myers? So, in the first one, they have that little... Where Randy's explaining, oh, yeah. like... Okay, this is gonna happen mm-hmm. here, 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 and they're watching Michael Myers movie to yeah. like kind of show how that happens. I mean, that's and what in, I... in Halloween H two O they were playing Scream mm-hmm. on the Scream two, I believe, on the TV. So that was like their that, little, that's right, yeah. That was like their little yeah. homage. To each yeah, other. that's what I was saying. Like you know, it's exposing all these movies, but it's also paying homage to yeah. them too. Like there's a lot of references in Scream. So it's accepting that these movies are what they are, but it's still exposing all the structures and characters and um you know just the narrative like in general and all these cliches and stereotypes so i don't i don't know how it did it so effectively west craven was just a genius but then again like it 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 claims to like you know i mean it kind of like exposes like these stereotypes but then it like kind of lets them happen like yeah sydney's alive in all four and so are Dewey and Gale. They're all from the very first one, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. they're all they're all all in every movie and they're never gonna die. That right. I guess they kinda missed that. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And then, you know, with each like progressive movie, I feel like it kind of fell more and more into the the story rather than exposing all these conventions and stuff. Um, more so. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. Scream 4 I, felt I like, like a refresher, though. Scream 4 was Scream a big refresher. kind of was, like, back to its roots because it focused on, like, a new generation exactly. of kids. I think Screaming 2 and 3 did what Wes Craven did in the sense of building up that town mm-hmm. in um, yeah. Springfield. Kind of bring, building up that... Bring up the... Giving those characters a little more depth. Mm-hmm. And that's... And, that, and even, like, the... As much as, like, Scream 4 does a really good job of uh, revitalizing the franchise and something I consider a reboot. I still yeah. think that what stands out about one, two, you look at what kind of goes to follow 1997, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of jump starts that a little bit. Big oh, time, yeah. Big time. And Urban Legends. And yeah. Urban Legends Final Cut. It, I, I feel Final like Destination. All, yeah, yeah, Final Destination. I feel like it even influences movies that aren't really similar to it, too. Because a lot of movies now, like, if I was making a horror movie and it was, like, completely not related to anything like Scream, like a slasher... Or like this, you know, murder mystery or whatever. I feel like I would still kind of be influenced by it in the sense that I wouldn't want to do anything that could like be in Scream, like a cliche or a stereotype. Like yeah, I don't want that. That's, you know? ca- that's why Cabin. I want to be original. That's why Cabin in the Woods did what it did. Yeah. That that was I. You can't say that wasn't heavily inspired by Scream. Oh, not yeah. not the plot. I'm just saying the the whole, whole meta yeah, aspect exactly. of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. They went like Scream went into it, but then like Cabin in the Woods did the same thing, mm-hmm. exact same thing, but. There was more different types of horror movies that came so, out up until 2012. You had like, like all the deranged hillbilly family, mm-hmm. you know, the modern. But one. then it like, also spawned stuff like Behind the Mask, yeah, and The Final Girls. Like those were before Behind Scream so happened. Good. Yeah, before Scream happened though, nobody really wants to make a movie, a horror movie about horror movies. Oh, no, actually know? they did. Yeah. I would say the first horror movie that was meta was in 1981. I think it was called. Uh, I think it was cutting class, something like that. But like during the movie, like captions would pop up. Like okay, but see, the scream w- is definitely the more like implicit big film, and it's implicit. Yeah, this was this movie was like like I never heard of cutting class. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 cult ish. 
That has a huge. That's a, that, yeah, it was that t- I, it came out in 1989. Was it? Yeah, it was 89, and this was kind of a. Um, I heard this movie before. My older brothers talked about this before, and Brad Pitt's actually in it. Oh wow! Really early Brad Pitt. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's one of those movies he doesn't put on his uh, resume. resume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You were on Probably cutting class. Let's forget about those yeah, days. Right. I'm a grown man. Now. What's that? And it just came out. It, yeah, this is his first major role. It came out on DVD uh-huh. uh, about oh. 12 years ago. Holy so shit. it's old. It's a DVD is kind of hard to find. Apparently, I think that was the one. It was, huh. it was either that one or graduation day. One of those was like while people were getting like the killer would be like he'd yeah. be talking on the phone. <sighs> And they'd hang up on him, and he'd call back. He'd be like, "I said." <laughs> <laughs> Let's right. not forget another uh, another med- remember Shriek. Yeah, Shriek. If you know what I did last Friday, well, that the definitely 13th. came after because it was heavily inspired, and so did Scary Movie. Yeah, it came like scary one movie. year after Scary Movie, I yeah. believe. Like it was in like when was Scary Movie two thousand? Yeah, except no, I'm sorry, Shriek was um, parodying mainly. Um, I know what you did last summer, so it came out after that. But you know, even that whole aspect of it was inspired by Scream. Yeah, it was like pretty much so because it was inspired by Sh- Scary Shriek, Movie. Shriek was of. just <laughs> like a. I would say Shriek was a un, unofficial sequel to Scary Movie, keeping that that oh, making making fun of teens fair, teen fair. like you know meta movies storyline. Like, but yeah. here's a question for you guys because you guys watch a lot of cult classics. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about Scream in terms of where, where you stand and see it visually with all those horror movies that's more with more polish. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that in sense of like production value and I mean, look at those characters. I mean, you look at some of those actors that are in that movie at the time. Mm-hmm. They're, they're somewhat big names. I mean, Courtney Cox, yeah. David oh, yeah. Arquette. Um, Matthew Willard. Yeah, N- Nav Campbell was making yeah. her... I think she was kind of more... Sorry, she was a party of five at the time. So yeah. it seemed like they was more of established character or established actors rather mm-hmm. than every Friday the 13th movie minus, let's see, Corey Feldman was yeah. in three mm-hmm. and then... I, and then the guy from um, Welcome four. Back, Cotter. Yeah, Welcome yeah. Back, Cotter. The guy dies in, I think it's six. Mm-hmm. When he goes to the grave and tries to resurrect him through the lightning. Yeah, and he gets his yeah. heart ripped out of his chest. Yeah, that's the guy from Mr. Welcome Back, Cotter. Beyond that, uh-huh. and Kevin Bacon, of course, in the original. Yeah, but, that was his first movie, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so this seemed like it was a little different path to you guys. To me, it was, at least, in that regard. I don't know about you guys. What you guys thought about the, the polish aspect of that movie? Of Scream? Yeah, Scream. Um. Yeah, I mean... It definitely had the the star power at the time, because I mean, yeah, when you look at a lot of like old '80s movies, especially the ones that you would consider to be cult, I yeah, I don't think they were quite as polished, except for something like you know The Exorcist, perhaps, just in terms of quality. Um, but even then, you know, like Linda Blair, you didn't know who Linda Blair yeah. was. Now we do. Yeah, now we do. She was in town too, just yesterday. They had a horror fest. Oh, up there. really? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Um, God, what's it the called? The City something or another. It was out in Nova yesterday. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, next year you guys got to do a live broadcast from there. Oh, that would be Ooh. really cool. I would like to join you on that for sure because I've never been there. No, More City Nightmares, that's what it is. I yeah, think. More City Nightmares. Yeah, yeah. do a, like, a live broadcast that have people we, in. And we would that. love to just There's even be right there, there and just like record people like, hey, stop people for interviews or something. Yeah. You know, like That would be really cool. We could do like a there. video thing. Like. Oh yeah, definitely. We could do whatever we wanted to do. Probably. We just need a camera and just be like, yeah. Like, Actually, this uh, this makeup art, like primarily horror makeup artist that I know was like, at, she had a booth there. So yeah, it, it should be uh, that should be super cool. But no, I I yeah, I definitely think uh, in terms of polish for Scream, it definitely felt more polished. Plus, it was Wes Craven. So after his oh, success yeah. with Nightmare on Elm Street, he had the budget for that movie for sure. But I think the thing that made it more like relatable to the films that it was referencing and and exposing, um, you know, I felt like it was the cinematography, the characters, the whole structure, basically the whole essence of the film was made to kind of recreate that. So I felt in that sense it was definitely still similar to those movies, even though like production value wise and. Star Power wise, it was like way ahead of all those movies. Star Power was nice, but you know that's not what like brought eyes to the movie. Oh yeah, like, no, I mean, it's definitely like, the concept. Courtney Cox, David Arquette. It's like I don't give a shit. What movie is it? Yeah. It's a uh, it's a new movie called Scream. There's this killer. All right, sounds interesting. Yeah. Like he's like, what's your favorite? Oh, he's talking. It's not a monster. It's a regular guy. Oh, there's yeah. crazy people out there. All right, let's see. Let me become more conscious of the world that I live in. I yeah. Wanna, I want to know what type of shit murderers would try to pull on me. You know. Right. Like, yeah, and exactly. And he's talking about like, what's your favorite scary movie? And he's giving like these quizzes and stuff like that. And he's killing teenagers, so like, yeah. 
obviously everyone's gonna be like, you know, the younger kids, but like, hell yeah, I'm gonna see this dude. Yeah. Like they don't even care at the time. Like I don't know who Courtney Cox or I was like, yeah. what, was it 97? 96, 96, 96. Yeah. I didn't even see it till 2000, and I was like six years old. I saw Wailer. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. And I think Wes Craven too. With that, you're right. With coming in as a current blanche to do whatever he wants yeah. and how he wants to see it, even as a new Nightmare, which came out a few years earlier, he mm-hmm. still uh, that movie did okay in the box office, but he still had that cachet to do whatever he wanted. Oh yeah, and I actually thought that that was an excellent film. Probably one of the top three Nightmare on Elm Street. Films. I would say it would be part one, part. Three, yeah, and then new, that new nightmare. Yeah, because Freddy's dad was kind of a silly, like well, he has a daughter. Yeah, yeah Rose had bars in it, which <laughs> seems really stupid to me, but whatever. Yeah, that's one of the ones that we don't talk about. They had, I, had a few, <laughs> I had a few Freddy movies I didn't watch, like The Dream Baby, and then like yeah, I think I, did, I think there was, was I, I haven't seen like three Freddy movies. I need to get I, I tried watching. I watched one and I was like thirty minutes into it, and like, okay. I just couldn't I just couldn't focus enough. I couldn't care enough about it. I was just like, this is bad. Do you think they're gonna be doing a reboot? Because I feel like a Scream reboot's coming. I just had, reboot. I feel Ooh. like that's coming like something along the like if you can you, see that. You know, I'm uh, pretty. I, uh, I hope not because they're already working on that TV show, and that's that. I do want. Pretty. Have you seen the TV show? No. Okay, so highly good. recommend it. So actually. good, and that's another it's thing. Completely different characters too. It's like fresh, different mask, yeah. different. That, that's why I'm like really. I was really excited for the TV series. Well, at first, I'll admit I was skeptical because it seemed like so teen boppy. I kept telling but you then, to watch it. Bro. I know, but then when I think about like what Scream the the movie series is, I'm like, you know what? That's the stupid way to approach it because it's obviously going to be uh, featuring kids like in. Our, our age, you know, but I think the only reason I felt like that was because I am like in that generation, so I like relate more and I'm like, oh, that seems stupid because I know what these kids are like, yeah, you know, but th- that's a dumb way to look at it because I'm sure kids back when Scream came out in '96, I'm sure they felt like the same way, oh, yeah, definitely. you know, because they, they, they were already experiencing all of that. But we look at it from this like nostalgic angle, yeah. like ah ninety six, you know, ah, that good a good year, <laughs> you know. But I saw that movie. I saw Scream in the theater. It was my. It was yeah. a uh, sophomore in high school. That's when I came out. And, uh, oh, that sounds. That like was a. It, yeah. it was a. Uh, it was a day movie, and it was definitely something <laughs> that really kind of surprised me yeah. for that time because I was expecting kind of typical slasher, but when mm. they kept breaking the like, now known as the yeah. fourth wall, I just. I thought, oh, this movie's based... The only way I could say it at the time was based on reality, like... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Because when, even, like, before you watched it, you were probably, like, uh, these kind of kids, you yeah. know, like, I don't know if I want to, but it actually turned out to be really good, because it was kind of making, like, fun of that, almost. So Scream, the TV show, does that, too, because, yeah, I thought it was going to be in the same vein as all these, like, dumb shows, like Teen Wolf and Vampire Diaries and all that shit. <laughs> there's a, there's I hate a, those shows, but this was slasher. not it. There's even a new slasher show, you know what it's called? Slasher. Yes. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, I mean... Scream's better. I've watched, like, Scream's two... Ep- way better, I watched yeah. two episodes of Slasher, and, like, they show you who, who it is and, like, his yeah. life, and I'm like, no, yeah, I don't, I don't want that. that. <laughs> no, one cares about, no one cares about the backstory. They we really... I mean, they, oh they, you God. care about the origin, and you should put in the first movie, and mm-hmm. then you leave it alone for the rest but of the, the time. Make the origin implicit, like, like Halloween. Like, mm-hmm. why, why is Michael d- disturbed? You yeah. see, he stabs his sister. What was his problem? You see him when he grows up and he escapes, he's watching people having sex before he... Oh, he was sexually repressed. There's stuff in his actions mm-hmm. that show what he's like and what he's been through and it needs to be a little bit mysterious well why is he watching people having sex was he intrigued by sex was he molested like there's all these possibilities but it's not implicit at all and it's not just right in front of you yeah. spelled out and that's what made it so good like that you really don't know factor like, and that's why I like the scream was just basically classic mm-hmm. sociopaths yeah. really if you think about yeah. it there, there was no actual like backstory per se there was no flashbacks so I think that that addressed like why there's something wrong with this character in a in a good way because we don't like go like whoosh you know like here's this guy as a kid it's like sepia tone on the screen (laughs) and you know he's like fighting with his parents or whatever and he sees his mom doing something that she shouldn't be doing with him in the house or you know whatever the, the, we didn't get that. We it was just like you know what the movies made us psychopaths, and you know <laughs> yeah, that was great. And that was it. He's no, like, I'm just yeah. fucking crazy because your mom was whatever with my dad or something. You know? Yeah, it like, was something like it was something that was basically like what you can consider based on reality. Yeah, and like that. Oh shit! Like you're banging my dad. Or was it banging the, the dad? Right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 was, so, yeah. yeah, that was just like. That's it? Right. Sounds like some, like, first world, you know, bullshit suburbia problem, yeah. but... So, I mean, manifesting, you know, I'm gonna you know, murder like, yeah. all these other teenagers, like... 
You're gonna pay for my dashboard confessional kind yeah. of sadness it's with, kinda, your, with your life. <laughs> and it was unfortunate that we had like the Billy Loomis reincarnation of Mickey in Scream yeah. Three. He wanted the same thing. I'm gonna plead insanity and say the movies made me do right. it. Like Jesus. But <laughs> there's was, people but, like this out there. But like, there's always this cool mystery because that was one of the um, first, I feel like, major horror movies that got attention for having two killers. Now, yeah, it wasn't yeah. the first, obviously. There were a lot, especially in the 80s. But, you know, there was this whole mystery and we always thought it was like one person and then it wasn't. So it kind of shit on all those other movies <laughs> by saying, you know, like, hey, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it way better. Because we have an actual, like, good storyline and we're actually having... We're, like, there's, like, this message about tropes and stuff, you know? So, I thought that that was... Uh, that does a nice touch, really yeah. Cool. Yeah. And Scream, the TV show, kind of does this in a sort of a different way. Because there is, like, a main killer. But, you know, then you're progressing through all these secrets. And it has more time to build, obviously, because it's a TV show. So, there's, like, way more mystery to it. I like, can't wait for the third season because... Yeah. Where can, where can I find this, by the way? Netflix. Netflix, okay. For yeah. sure. It's first season, you're going to be like, yeah. at the end of it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. And then at the end of the second season, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then at the very last episode of the season, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Because yeah. it literally, like within two episodes, you're like, oh, that's who did it? Mm. And then something crazier happens, like as soon as that dude. Yeah. What, what is his, what is his, like, uh, alias? Yeah. I forgot his name, but there was like, was so it like the Bradley pre- or something Bra- like that? I don't know, but the premise in this new screen, basically there's a, you know, there's killers, right? Right. And they're, they're like imitating this one killer, so they make people think it's him, but then he really comes back, you know, like mm-hmm. that's the whole premise of it. Like he, people are like, oh, he's yeah. back. And they don't know why or, he's, you know, they're just murderers basically. So, yeah. No, I, I really like it. Um, just, you know... Solely for the fact that it takes this, you know, new generation of kids with everything that, like, we are aware of, and it turns it into a horror movie and it exposes all those things and does it really well. And the Scream TV show is actually um, pretty good about, like, referencing older films and stuff, too, because it's also got, like, the Randy. Um, I forget... I forget her name, but it's got, like, that kind of character, too, and this character, Noah, who does, like, a podcast, so, and he's, like, a big horror movie geek, too, like, he's kind of the Randy, I would say, more so, because he's always trying to expose, like, all of these uh, conventions, he's like, you know, I'm a virgin, so I'll get, probably get away with it, you know, but these people, I don't know, so, um, I definitely, I definitely really like the TV show, for sure. Um, I was just trying to find out who the killer is. But yeah, it's basically... This was kind of different because the killer is something that's like based off of this l- legend, more or less. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Scream, it's totally like an original yeah. you know, concept. Like, ah, we just bought these like random masks and robes and we're crazy, so we're going to go around killing people. But this one actually introduces like this origin to this uh, killer. Kind of briefly. Yeah. Definitely. They, they talk about this sure. urban legend, and then people start getting killed, and they think it's him, and mm-hmm. it's not. And then there's another killer, and they think it's him, and it's not. And then yeah. he really shows up, and then you're just like, oh wow, now they're gonna. Oh, Brandon James. That's yeah. What it now was. they're just gonna bust our balls with wait, waiting for season three. Like. Yeah. Well, actually, season three, if you didn't know, um, is not actually supposed to be related to the first two seasons, so it's not going to be the same storyline, or at least that's what they said. Uh, they're, so they're kind gonna, of almost rebooting it. it. Yeah, I agree. It. I think even like Tyga is supposed to be like an actor in that. Tyga? Yeah, like the rapper. Jeez. Oh, so I'm like, uh, now you're going a little too far with trying to appeal to the kids today. Yeah, because yeah, Tyga's going a little too far. Because he's not even cool. Tyga's not no, cool. No, Tyga is, is sucks. He's, he is sucks. <laughs> he dated Kylie Jenner. Like, why would you do that? He's going to jail, Tyga. Yeah, for real. So, I don't know about that one. But the first two seasons are excellent. They, like, feel like if you took Scream from 1996 and brought it to 2000 and, what, like, 16 or whatever, and, or 2015, and you just made it into a series. Like, that's how it feels like to me. You know? I'm just kind of mad. Like, I'm just, I just can't think about anything else besides season three isn't going to be about 
the first two seasons. Like the same characters, yeah. Because it even leaves you on a cliffhanger, too. Somewhere. So what, in every city, 50 mile, fifty <laughs> states away, there's a guy in a ghost mask with the same idea? What the fuck? <laughs> right. Maybe. <laughs> what kind of shit is this? He saw it on, a, he saw it on an internet chat board. He's like, yeah. no one's going to think of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nice. Simpsons yeah. did it. Like, that's one of those. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I liked it. Hopefully, knowing them, if they're not, like, complete idiots... <laughs> They'll at least throw in something from the first, I guess, part. You know, even if it's Brandon James as, like, the killer. Because if it's something totally different, then I'm like, uh, I don't it know. It should be Brandon James because he yeah. made a cameo, literally. I mean, it could be in the, in, the, in the same universe, but just, like, 20 years later or something. So somebody just knows about the Brandon James thing and, and they then, bring it back. And then and, they, oh, my God. Then he comes back as an old man, shoves a cane down <laughs> someone's throat. Oh my god! I, I still know. I still have it. <laughs> I still got it to yeah. this day. It could be a sharpened cane. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. That could work. But uh, and you know, Scream Four. Actually, I would say Scream Four is more that's, like that's, the Scream TV series, just because it's it's newer and it explores like more like technology, like that side. Because the killer always adapts to like you know the conventions and the technology of that day. You know. Scream 1996 did it as well by using the phone and like the voice changer and all that stuff that was like this cool new thing back in the 90s you know yeah now they now they got uh, people FaceTiming and yeah. oh my god look we're on FaceTime and someone's behind right. you run. like alright man we we get it you're trying to incorporate like modern technology that, I kind of yeah. hate, hate when they actually I don't like when they do that because I feel like when they like yeah. it just takes away from the aspect of the story like even when Rob yeah. Zombie did those Halloween I don't know it just felt like part of that too was like if it wasn't you remember Halloween you knew mm. it was shot in the 70s and he was trying to recreate that feel a little bit yeah. and it just I don't know it just didn't translate well yeah I, don't like it. Yeah. I would agree with too that too many people like Rob Zombie's Halloween I'm like easy easy <laughs> take it easy calm down you've had one too many Margaritas, bro. Like, sit down. Like, like, when did I make that turn into the mental asylum? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, when he kills the janitor, then you know, look at all I've done for you. Like, that wasn't that wasn't that. I mean, Mike Myers didn't have him feel emotion, but he also right. wasn't like a, a wrestler too, because I felt like some yeah. of that stuff was. I think a two side track from Scream, but it just felt like it was right. way too power. You know, he, like he had way too much power. He was, like superhuman. Yeah. Like he's superhuman to an extent, but at the same token, the way you see his walk. Mm. It, it, you see him; he's more menacing in the in the remake, and I yeah. I didn't understand that at all. It didn't yeah. even need to be. Was, he didn't need to be six foot eight. He was six foot. Yeah. Eight. You know how tall uh, Nick Castle was? Nick Castle was five ten. The original Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah, that's average height. They just know? made him look <laughs> towering by the angles and the shadows. Yeah. They, they didn't even focus on how big he was. They're just like, Yo, who the fuck is this guy in a white mask? Just yeah. He's about to kill just the kids. Yeah, like, just doing this, so, you know. Did, yeah, yeah. He's like oddly yeah. strong and yeah. stuff. But yeah, Scream only did that to an extent because it it. it reintroduced but in a more broad light this whole care this whole concept of the two killers that you think is one killer mm-hmm. kind of thing it's like oh i thought he was dead like I, he was over here how is he over here now you know that kind of thing and you don't really think about like the possibility while you're watching the movie but when then when it's you know kind of realized you're like oh wow i i should have thought of that you know i i knew that hindsight bias yeah because there's ways you could probably ex- try to explain off, like, Freddy and, and Michael and uh, Jason's, like, superhuman aspect. Except until eventually the the movie itself says, Oh, you know what? You were right. He's supernatural the whole time. Yeah, but now exactly. we're going to show you it with Jason getting struck by the lightning and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, Scream kind of realized that, too. That's why it was just so effective for what it did, I feel like. You know, so it was groundbreaking. Had so many imitators, so Mm -hmm. many you know movies that mocked it. Yeah, because I would say you know like I know last summer. um, What else? Urban Legend. Yeah, even something like um, ah shit. Cherry Falls. Yeah, Cherry Falls in a way. Um, There was there were some other ones, but I I forgot. But those movies were all like basically trying oh stay alive i was gonna say uh, i don't know if you ever watched not final like, exam but there was final examination it was mm-hmm. like a little bit more yeah like all those movies were basically trying to do the same thing that scream did it's a it's a whodunit it. that's not a giallo that's all it right. is. <laughs> yeah so i don't know i 
I just think Scream is so influential. And I hope that they do bring it back for a third season. And I hope that that is also revolutionary. But the sounds of it, I don't know. But as far as another Scream film goes, me personally, I would probably like to see it if that was the absolute end. You brought oh, yeah. back Neve Campbell. You brought back Courtney Cox. You brought back David Arquette. You made it a one and done. You know, like, here's the ending. And that's it. Because um, I feel like that would be a good cap after the TV show. I you know? agree. Yeah, and not to mention, I don't think I haven't seen Nav Camel in a movie. Probably, mm-hmm. it seems like twenty years. Have you guys yeah, seen the crack? I mean, <laughs> the crack. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. No, she's she uh, has been in, in a few things. I can't call any you know any titles, obviously, but I think she's been in something here and there. But she's never reached that status. Yeah, she never she did as she had in during the Scream era. You know? Yeah, even like the craft was probably like the the peak of it, and then yeah. Courtney Cox has been Cougar Town and yeah. obviously Friends, but but, but she's had some bad plastic surgery, yeah. so it's, yeah, I maybe mean, she could come back and say this guy did to my face. Yeah. And like, yeah. Oh, that's just real and her, reality. And her and David Arquette were married actually, and then I think they got divorced. So yeah, that's so like this whole weird. Yeah, I know because he wanted guy. them He's such a weird so guy too. He, he saw like three movies of them, prog- you know, progressing. And then it's like, oh, they're married in real life, great. And then they yeah. get divorced. It's like, no, all of my like hopes and dreams were a lie, <laughs> basically. The weird guy king of the hot girl. Yeah, right. I knew Gail was a bitch. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any uh, final thoughts on it? I I I do. I guess uh, I think this is one of like the greatest horror franchises ever. Definitely up there with. Freddy, Jason, and mm-hmm. Michael. You can't say that it's not. I mean, it's it's 2018. Like, yeah. people that are, like, super old heads, like, chill out. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. This movie was highly influential. Even still to this day, it continues to influence movies. The Killer yeah. Calling the House, mm-hmm. Who's Outside Stalking Me type movies. Like, that's... Not wanting to fall into those conventions and tropes and actually trying to steer away from that. That is even, I feel like, influenced by Scream. Yeah, big time. So, I, I would just say, like, agree. if we're going to... Finish, finish the TV series, mm-hmm. make a movie, and then bury it. Yeah, I agree. Because you know what needed to die a long time ago? Chucky. You know what didn't die a long time ago? Chucky. <laughs> I mean, so, it's not like the new movies, but yeah, no, I mean, they're I, good. I Don't get me wrong. I but agree like, with you. It's fun to watch a new Chucky movie, but yeah. you're like, sometimes. All right, I saw this coming. It's not fun when you can't when, when you see everything coming. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, oh. yeah. It, it's my final thought is it's really rare to see a director not take one but two franchises and make them in their zone mm-hmm. and, and make them not only commercially successfully but also in terms of like view or in terms of artistically yeah you know he, he got the respect of mm-hmm. the people who really care about the genre and he was able to make money and that's I think it's rare to find because you look at James Cameron he's been able to do it across a couple different yeah. genres with Terminator Titanic and you know Avatar but that's I mean he's also He's also invented some of his own items where he just made money, and that's how he made it. But Wes Craven was just a director, yeah. And even he could even laugh at himself when there was like that. There was there was a scene in uh, Jane's Island Bob Strikes Back, no. where he's like yeah. collecting the money, and he's just like, I think it was Jane's Island Bob Strikes Back. I can't remember, but anyway, two two icon. I mean, this guy is such a legend, and this was his kind of like, I think. Uh, his way of saying I'm not a one trick pony and then yeah. I, I got a lot of mad respect because it's hard to come from one franchise known for being you know you're not even know it's you know Robert Englund is Freddy Krueger but then yeah. the guy behind doing directing is Wes Craven and to, to go another genre make it your own mm-hmm. and not be known as just the guy just one trick right like you're the Freddy guy yeah you're the Freddy guy yeah right so that's my final thought I was that. sad as shit when he passed man like there's yeah. He's definitely a genius for sure. Hopefully, have we have more geniuses? Yeah. So, tell us what you think about Scream overall. What it did for the genre, maybe what it didn't do for the genre. Maybe you're not a fan. Let us know what you think about it, and you know if you like the direction that it's heading in with the Scream TV series. Because um, I'm a, a little iffy about it, but I'm still excited to see more Scream for now. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think that that's uh, all that I can really say about it. So, uh, for this episode, I think that's going to do it. We're not going to have a chopping block for this episode. But there are a few really, I would say, prospective movies for May that are coming out on Netflix, on Prime, 
um, on Hulu. So we've definitely got more stuff to check out. So if you're wondering kind of what to start watching, um, we should be bringing back the chopping block on the next episode at yep. least. But for this one, I think we're all set. Thank you again to Mr. Roger Castillo of Sports Radio yes. Detroit for putting us on and for, uh, you know, sharing in our content on this episode. Uh, no problem at all, guys. It was a pleasure producing and helping you guys mix it tonight. It's pretty, pretty sweet. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Thank you again so much. So for that, I am Barnabas. I am Samael. I am Roger Castillo. And we'll see you next week on Grave Discussions. <laughs> I got no sinister types. I'm go. Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 This has been an SRD production.